Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXPG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Mm. Crowder does his sips. I get to do my sips. If I got to sit through that nonsense. He's not as funny, Crowder. He's not as funny as he thinks he is. That's why you had to get Dave Landau. All right. And I think that, you know, uh, he complains about getting rejected from Hollywood and all the, the big timers that, you know, uh, but you know, you're only kind of funny. <laughs> nah, you're pretty funny. You're pretty funny. You're awful successful. But I mean, what, what makes you successful is not necessarily how funny you are. It's part of it, but it's not anyway. <laughs> Welcome to shock monkey radio. I'm your host, the Madman. So what is up with Biden crop dusting Europe? I mean, <laughs> he's farting and pooping everywhere, apparently. And obviously, obviously, it's hilarious. But I mean, is this what we want our representatives to the world doing? Making a boom boom in your jockeys at the Vatican? <laughs> farting on royals? <laughs> this is bad. This is a bad look for us. <clears throat> but admittedly, hilarious. So I want to remind you to go over to, okay, uh, can you turn it up just a little bit in my headphones? Turn it up like in a Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's way good. In Sweet Home Alabama, uh, when he said turn it up at the beginning, that was like uh, some guy trying to get his headphones turned up and they left it in the song because it fits so well with the song. That's just one of those, uh, those are the things that uh, sound engineers love. They love to add. It's like, I put that in there. It was my suggestion to put that in there. Anyway, this is Shock Monkey Radio. Hopefully you're watching this on the YouTube channel. Uh, if not, you can always catch it on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Shock Monkey Radio. There you can become, a, can become a patron. Help me buy, you know, buy some drinks. Three bucks a month. Three bucks a month. That's a beer. Buy me a beer. Anyway, I also have ca uh, Cash App. Hashtag Shock Monkey Radio. I'll read out your name if you want, or if you don't, I won't. Uh, yeah, check out all my other stuff. Wow, I'm kind of buzzed already. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to have an interesting show today. <coughs> I'm going to need to catch my breath. So, have you been following this Rittenhouse trial? Could you imagine the district attorney coming to you and saying, that you have to prosecute an obvious self-defense case. It's like it's like they're throwing this case. Anyway, th these are my notes that I was I was watching Kyle Rittenhouse trial clips. And so basically, these are all my notes about it. It's like they are throwing this case, in my opinion. As a lawyer, how could you ethically think that this murder this is murder and not self-defense? So who ordered the prosecution? Who ordered who ordered <laughs> who ordered the prosecution to do this? Does the DA have a political reason to pursue these charges? Why are they wasting taxpayer money? Why are they wasting the court's time? Were they just afraid of riots? What if people riot anyway? Could it be because they know they knew such a farce of a trial would draw the attention of the entire nation? And this is how lawyers go national in their law firms like Johnny Cochran? Think human ambition is behind this? 
Oh, but they work at the district attorney's office and they have no dreams of being a millionaire lawyer freshman year of college. All lawyers are thieves in my opinion. Consult with one and get back to me after you get the bill. Perhaps some people want to have the, uh, want to do the right thing in law. And, but even those people have ambition. Lots of people study law just to, just to enter politics. Like as a career, politics as a career. It's insane to me. I have a saying, quote, all who desire power deserve none of it. I prefer random citizens elected in, in elected offices. That's a different rant, I suppose. This trial is so stupid. It's wasting money just like Washington is wasting money. Our money. Those poor jurors. Wasting their time. Look, if you're looking to fight and you find one, even with guns, you can't be pissed you got shot. Live by the sword, die by the sword has many meanings. I'm not saying they shouldn't have had guns. I'm just saying you could have stayed home that night. Every single person in these videos, you more are morons. If you ask me, I know Kyle went down there to protect and render aid, but he's young and idealistic and look where it got him. Perhaps that makes me a coward, but I also have never been to court with murder charges. Usually it's like having beer in a national park or camping without a backcountry permit or fishing without a license. I never want to go towards more people. It's always more dangerous around more people. People suck. Look at all these people in the courtroom. I don't like any of them. The judge made me laugh a couple times. He might be cool. One guy. All those people and maybe one I would hang out with. Also, you never know which way these idiot jurors are going to go when it comes to the verdict. People are the worst. So uh, I used to love me some Weird Al Yankovic. I I uh, I guess I still do. Love me some Weird Al Yankovic. <clears throat> when I was in middle school, uh, I suppose this was 1988 or 1989, I carried my Walkman in my book bag to school, and I would listen to Al on the bus rides quite frequently. And I would sing along with the songs, and everyone would laugh at me, as it turned out. Uh, people spend uh, would spread it around school that I was lis listening to silly music on the bus and singing along. And people would be like, why don't you listen to good music? And I was like, ah, I think it's good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that madman is so weird. And I love being weird because Weird Al Yankovic was a genius and a millionaire in my mind. I guess that's why I'm weird to this day, because I found my niche. Sure, I'm not a musical genius making silly songs for a living, but I think I fall into that category. If you have if you have to put me in a box of any type is what I mean. But really, how weird is Weird Al? <clears throat> he mostly changes hit songs into songs about food. Sure, it's funny, but it's also universal. Because more people love Rocky Road than love rock and roll. Think about it. I mean, Weird Al always asked for permission from the artist he parodies. So he's not out there trying to hurt any feelings. And some artists don't have a sense of humor about themselves, like Prince, who notoriously never allowed Al to parody him. Parody him. Kind of tells you something about Prince, doesn't it? After all, 
the fool's job is to lampoon and satirize the royals, as it were. The king of pop didn't mind, but the pompous preening prince wouldn't stand for it. Madonna and Cindy Lauper didn't mind if you care about the queen and the princess of the 80s. <laughs> because Weird Al was an 80s phenomenon. Al also worked in radio on Dr. Demento's show and even his own show. And that's where alternative acts like Al and me ended up at one time or another. That's why the movie UHF is such a cult hit. Because it's about a band of weirdos running an obscure television station and producing some crazy content. Kind of like us here at FXBG Public Radio. But Weird Al hit big with the parody hits and he went all in on that. Good thing too, because he would kill it no matter where he landed. If you listen to Al's music as I do, you know that he really puts serious, serious thought into the lyrics and the songs that he makes while respecting the original content. Perhaps you're not like me. Perhaps you've never tried to make a parody song yourself. But by 88 and 89, I've been playing trumpet and band for two years and I was also trying to pick up guitar for the first time. Anyway, writing a parody song is hard. You want the meter and the rhymes to be the same. So in many ways, it's harder to write a parody. You write your own lyrics to music and it can be about anything you want and have any notes or meter you want. But in a parody, you have to copy the meter, use similar phrases and similar rhymes. It's not easy. Anyway, just been thinking of Weird Al today. <laughs> God bless his cotton, weird cotton socks. <laughs> Woo. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Be a quick one today. What does the Purple Heart mean to you? For every civilian, it simply means wounded in war. For every vet, it means something different. Everyone who has been wounded in war has a specific story of how they were wounded, that specific situation. Sometimes they take their wounds in France or Korea or Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan, all over the world. And so many of you do not understand how important it is that they rarely take wounds on American soil. Most people who took wounds on American soil are statues that some people want to tear down. All those Purple Hearts between then and now have kept American civilians safe from the horrors of war. Sure, 9-11 is an exception, but that attack was the point. The people who orchestrated that attack went out of their way to kill American civilians. They could have found American troops much closer, but they wanted to kill civilians because they are so jealous of how safe American civilians are. The Purple Hearts are the American heroes, the Captain Americans, Captain Americas, who keep you so safe that you have nothing to worry about but what your preferred pronouns are. Do you understand how coddled and safe you are? Do you, do you understand? Uh, I mean, unless you live in liberal cities like Chicago and New York, for most of the people in the world, the violence and war is right outside their front door, in the middle of their own streets. 
Those kinds of people don't have time to worry about their ecological footprint or thinking up a new word to explain your specific sexual desires. The Purple Hearts won by American veterans have turned you soft. Now, I was in the Navy, and I only got one medal, and that was the Good Conduct Medal, and I didn't give a shit about it. In fact, it was a pain in the ass for me to update my uniform for a single ribbon damn near everyone's got. I could have got a NAM, Navy Achievement Medal, if I really shown at my command because they got awarded a lot to an Admiral Staff Command, stateside, in peacetime. So the NAM doesn't impress me. But the Medal of Honor and the Purple Heart, they have my utmost respect. The Purple Heart the Met is the medal nobody wants, but it does get awarded. But those American badasses shed their blood so you and I did not have to. Many of them died of those wounds. Just so you can sit on your ass all day playing World of Warcraft or binge-watching Downton Abbey in peace. You remember what Tom Hanks said to Matt Damon at the end of Saving Ryan, Saving Private Ryan? Earn this. Anyway, I want you to think about this. This Veterans Day. Don't call me a veteran. Don't say thank you for your service because I, I risk nothing. Anyway. Let's talk about a lighter subject by making fun of people with medical issues. <laughs> so face blindness, face blindness must be weird, huh? So I was looking, looking it up on uh, Wikipedia. Who's begging for money. It's called prosopagnosia. <laughs> I'm just going to call it face blindness. Anyway, it's a cognitive disorder, disorder of face perception. Uh, in which is the which the ability it, it's it's in the part of the brain where uh, where we learn to recognize people's faces, kind of like on both the back and left, I think, bottom part of the brain. And so, uh, uh, basically, when they look at a person's face, they they just see the shapes. They don't necessarily see the combination of the shapes to recognize a sp sp specific person. Okay, now, I'm not trying to make fun of any anybody that has a medical condition. But if you have this medical condition, I guarantee you there's ways to have fun with it. All right. <laughs> Do a little research into your condition. I mean, if I had a condition like this, I would try to make up ways to have fun with this. <clears throat> like if you had it and you like run across a friend, but you do recognize them, but then just keep pretending like you don't. Uh, sorry, sir. I, I don't really know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> It's me. It's me. It's like, uh, can you please back off or I'm going to have to call the police? Just like push them in the other way. You know what I'm saying? You could have a lot of fun. You could have a lot of fun. I, I, I don't know you, sir. <laughs> uh, think about the advantages too. It's like you can walk past people you don't want to talk to and they won't think anything of it. You know? It's like, well, they kind of want to avoid you too, baby. <laughs> and they could take advantage of that. Oh, that, that would be nice, huh? You could both pretend. <laughs> because um, they do recognize people. All right. And they, because we have logical analytical minds, they can make up for it and they can figure it out. Uh, just like people with other people lose other senses. They make up for it with their 
remaining senses. <clears throat> so uh, they all recognize somebody's clothing because they can look at the clothing. It's not like they're blind to the clothing. It's not like they're even blind to the face. They just see a combination of objects that they can't put together in, in a part of their brain, and make a which makes a whole and therefore a person. But they could pick up your body shape. It's like, oh, that's a madman. He's chubby. You know, I could, his clothing, he's wearing a kid's t-shirt, little kid's t-shirt. It's always superheroes and shit on his shirt. You know, that's, that's definitely the madman. He's got that, sh he's got that shaved head. He's got the stupid beard, you know, and that annoying loud voice. He talks real loud. <laughs> that must be the madman. He stinks of whiskey and <laughs> no cigarettes he makes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, people could put it together. You know what I'm saying? But you could play with your friends and be like, oh, I don't, I don't recognize you. And then finally give in. It's like, oh, did you switch your soap today? Or something like that. <laughs> and then that guy's got to sit there and think. It's like, did I open a new bar of soap today? No, but I've been using that same. You're lying, you know. But you don't want, you don't want to pick on somebody who has face blindness. So you're lying. You're messing with me. But if you have face blindness, that's how you have fun with your friends. That has to be how you have fun with your friends. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. What I mean is that, you know, we're all a mixed bag. Uh, we, ha we have our faults and stuff like that. And there's always, there's always ways to have fun with, uh, uh, your abilities and your disabilities. Um, it's 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 like even even in that song by Elton John, uh, Daniel. Uh, a joke in the song is Daniel says it's the best place he's ever seen. You know, and uh, I, it is such a wonderful thing. And I mean, it, it made the song because uh, Daniel's a story about a blind man. And so, uh, <clears throat> and uh, somebody with that kind of has a disability like that can maintain maintain optimism. And even make fun of their own disability, you know, not get all super sensitive about it. Prince, God rest your soul. You know, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the point of life. You know, that's kind of, you gotta, you gotta like learn to, you know, learn to make fun of yourself. Learn to see the clown in, in all of us. It's like, we're all absurd creatures. We're all absurd creatures with all these different foibles. At least we can name the conditions. That guy doesn't, that guy over there, he can't figure out people's faces what he can't he'll like uh he'll uh, he'll look at a face and not know who it is you seriously yeah look i i talked to him earlier i'm just gonna come up and start talking to him again it's, uh uh i'm sorry have we met already <laughs> it's like like the people who would be really dangerous to those kind of people would be uh, uh people you like met recently you know like you're at, uh, somebody's bringing you on their show. We got, today we're bringing on somebody with face blindness, you know? And then you're sitting there, there's like there a bunch of people with headsets running around, right? <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you're distracted by the headsets and they're walking around with the headsets. It's like, oh, have we met before? <laughs> you know my name right away? What if you had face blindness and you were famous? You know, that, that could be kind of scary. <laughs> it's like, I can never get close to, Iggy Pop or whoever can never get close to him. The security's all over. I was like, he doesn't recognize anybody. Don't, don't, don't take it personally. <laughs> 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 but 
People recognize you everywhere, but you don't recognize anyone. What a nightmare. You wouldn't know who to trust. You'd be, oh, yeah, the conman would be taking you over all the time. Because some madman like me might research <laughs> and think about how to fool people with face blindness. As soon as the news says Alec Baldwin has face blindness, as soon as that pops, then I'm going to California and learning how to, watching every Billy Baldwin movie ever. Try to figure out how to talk like him. Just a few hundred dollars, man. <laughs> and I won't say shit. I won't say shit about the movie. Ugh. Lots of things. Lots of lots of people saying some crazy shit. I was like, that's a horrible Chris Rock. Anyway, I am sorry, dear viewer, listener. Uh, it's it's weird looking at you now because we got a new camera and you look different. You look like you gained some weight, like on the sides. Anyway. I know if you're you have, I, we can't see the camera. It's like, isn't that an oddity? Isn't that an oddity? You can't see the camera with the camera. Only with another camera. Anyway, let's get in the news worth knowing. Madman's drunk. All right, the news worth knowing means is in how what I care about the news. <clears throat> so a metallurgist pleads guilty to fraud after falsifying steel test results for Navy submarines. A metal, metallurgist in Washington state pleaded guilty to fraud Monday after she spent decades faking the results of strength tests on steel that was on the steel that was used to make, make U.S. Navy submarines. Elaine Marie Thomas, 67, of Auburn, Washington, was the director of metallurgy at the foundry in Tacoma that supplied steel ca uh, castings used by Navy contractors, electric boat, and Newport News shipbuildings to make submarine holes. Holes. <laughs> from 18, 1985, 1885, from 1985 through 2017, Thomas falsified the results of the strength and toughness test for at least 240 productions of steel. About half the steel the foundry uh, produced for the Navy, according to the plea agreement, filed Monday on a U.S. District Court district court in Tacoma. U.S. District Court in Tacoma. That's a tough one. The tests were intended to show that the steel would not fail in a collision or in certain wartime scenarios, the Justice Department said. There was no allegation that any submarine holes failed, but authorities said the Navy had in incurred increased costs and maintenance to ensure they remain seaworthy. Yeah, they got to like refit them and like double check, retest them. The government did not disclose which subs were affected, obviously. So Tom uh, Thomas faces up to 10 years in prison and a $1 million fine when she is sentenced in February. My goodness. However, the Justice Department said it would recommend a prison term at the low end of whatever the court determines is the standard sentencing range in her case. Anyway, in a statement filed in the U.S. District Court on behalf of Monday, her attorney, John Carpenter, said Thomas took shortcuts. She was lazy. Quote, Miss Thomas, oh, she's not married. Poor woman. Never intended, and that's why she was, that she was super mad. Miss Thomas never intended to compromise the integrity of any material and is gratified that the, that the government's testing does not suggest 
that the structural integrity of any submarine was in fact compromised, Carpenter wrote. This offense is unique in that it was neither motivated by greed or any desire for personal enrichment. She regrets that she failed to follow her moral compass. Admitting her to false statements is how is hardly how she envisioned, envisioned living out her retirement years. Yeah, no kidding. Thomas's conduct came to light in 2017 when a metallurgist being groomed to replace her noticed suspicious test results and alerted their company, Kansas-based uh, Bradkin Inc., which acquired the foundry in 2008. Uh, Bradkin uh, fired Thomas and initially disclosed the findings to the Navy, but then wrongfully suggested that the discrepancies were not the result of fraud. That hindered the Navy's investigation in the scope of the problem, as well as its efforts to remediate the risks to its sailors, prosecutors said. In June of 2020, the company agree agreed to pay $10.9 million in deferred pro uh, prosecution agreement. When confronted with the doctored results, Thomas told investigators, yeah, that looks bad, the Justice Department said. She suggested that in some cases she changed the test to passing grades because she thought it was stupid that the Navy required tests to be conducted at negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know how cold it gets in the ocean? They have ships that go in like the ocean up there and steel uh, gets cold in cold, gets hot and hot. So who knows how many submarines out there? Submariners are out there at risk because of this lady. That's awful. That's terrifying to me. If I were in the Navy, I didn't read the news quite as much when I was in the Navy. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to this next story. Uh, critics slam Bloomberg News for calling Winston Churchill racist, questioning how he should be viewed today. Okay, so Bloom Bloomberg News became the focus of intense criticism Monday following a tweet in which it referred to British Prime Minister Winston, Winston Churchill as a racist and questioned how he should be viewed through modern, modern standards. All right. Churchill helped lead the free world through war. He was also a racist. Boom. Right, out of, right hand, left hand. <laughs> how should we consider him today? Tweeted Bloomberg Opinion with a link to a piece written by a columnist and historical author Max Hastings. <laughs> In contrast to the tweet, Hastings' piece uh, sought to strike a balance between the woke campaigners uh, calling for Churchill's st statue in London's Parliament Square to be removed and those seeking to elevate his memory. As far as statues go, a Churchill statue's got to be ugly, right? Let's be honest. I mean... <laughs> Nothing against Winston Churchill. Anyway, <clears throat> Hastings noting, noted that while Churchill expressed negative racial attitudes towards Indians and Africans at various points in his leadership, he also showed compassion in instances of life and death, such as after one 19th century battle in Sudan in which 13,000 Africans were either killed or left to die on the battlefield following a British victory. Hastings wrote that no politician should aspire to enfold himself in the mantle of Churchill, but that none of the criticism against him should diminish the gratitude for the work that the people uh, he did for the British people. Quote, I acknowledge Churchill's uh, co colossal faults, but view them alongside his colossal virtues. Why is it so difficult for others to accept the middle ground is where the truth to accept that the middle ground is where the truth lies about most things in life. Hastings wrote, 
We must judge every man and woman by the standards of their times and not of their uh, and not those of their own. <laughs> not those of our own. We must judge every man and woman by the standards of their times, not those of our own. Critics took social media to, to blast a tweet with some other, other also dismissing the idea that historical figures should be through, viewed through a modern lens and others simply referring to Churchill as a hero. Quote, the silliest thing is to compare historical figures and judge them according to contemporary standards outright. I may accept relative comparisons, but not absolute statements like this one, a critic wrote. Um, other critics of the piece compared Churchill to former to Adolf Hitler, pointing out that he for, uh, that the former helped defeat the worst racist. Hitler was the racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when it, you know, when it comes down to it. <clears throat> and so, uh, here's the thing, you know, it's like knowing the, the virtues and faults of every, uh, any, any hero is a, is, is a warning to you, if, especially if you can see those virtues and faults clearly. If you have anybody that you look up to, even if it's Churchill, Winston Churchill, you know, and, uh, he's a very erudite man. You know, he's written tons of books. You know, he, and he led uh, a very terrified nation through a very tough time. You know, England was being bombed by like crazy. And they're always on the phone with America. What's taking you so bloody long? Same with Stalin. What's taking you so bloody long? We're still building planes, man. Got to do it. We got to do it right. Anyway, but saying that, you know, you, you can, you know, Churchill did great things, but he also, you know, had bad qualities. Everybody is like that. Nobody is perfect. That's the point. All these statues of Jefferson and Columbus and stuff like that. They're imperfect people, but they got, you know, they advanced humanity in some way. They have their legends, you know? Columbus is a legend, if you ask me. Prove that the world wasn't flat. Brought technology and God's love to all the people of South America. <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. I know you may disagree. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about this Rittenhouse just a little bit. My favorite character in the trial is Rittenhouse judge says person caught filming jurors orders deletion along with quote new procedures. The Wisconsin judge overseeing the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse announced today that deputies had caught someone recording video of the jurors earlier in the day and would be taking new steps to ensure the incident did not happen again. And in addition to ordering the person to delete the images. The jury entered Kenosha County courtroom on Tuesday morning and was greeted by Judge Bruce Schro Schroeder. Do, 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 do. Is, that, is that how it's spelled? Who referenced the incident at the the incident at the bus pickup this morning? Ah, I see. When they picked up the jurors at the bus, they got some film. Wow. Before the panel of jurors arrived, Schroeder had revealed that someone had was spotted filming the group. Uh, I've been assured that the video, which has been taken, has been deleted. Schroeder told the new the jury. 
the new procedure and new procedures are being instituted so that something like that should not reoccur. The jurist added that uh, he was frankly quite surprised that he did it. He went on to say that the uh, deputies had established different procedures to do with respect to if it would occur. Before the jury arrived, Schroeder told the court that if a similar incident were to happen again, he had instructed deputies to take the phone and bring it here. Wow, that's awesome. Rittenhouse is on trial for fatally shooting two men and wounding a third. He, he and at least one friend said they traveled to uh, Wisconsin City to protect local businesses and provide medical aid after two nights of unrest that led to businesses being looted and set on fire. Rittenhouse was 17 at the time and brought a medical kit and an AR-15 style semi-automatic rifle, the latter of which has been supplied to him by a friend and was later used in the shootings. He is charged with two counts of homicide, one count of attempted homicide, recklessly endangering safety and illegal possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. During jury selection for the trial, some potential jurors specifically mentioned concerns for their safety if their involvement was made public. Earlier this week, a video circulated alleging that people were at the Kenosha courthouse for photographing jurors. On Monday, Fox News Digital contacted Kenosha police, the Kenosha staff sheriff's department, and the Rittenhouse district attorneys claimed jurors were being recorded. Though declining to comment on the detail in detail to the media citing the ongoing trial, Mark Richards, uh, one of the Rittenhouse's defense attorneys, said by email on Tuesday, <clears throat> the matter you speak about is being dealt with, referring to a reporter's questions regarding the video. Kenosha Sheriff's Department uh, Sergeant David Wright confirmed the department was investigating this information and working with the courts. He said the department did not have any additional comments or information. A deputy has been seen pacing the aisles during Monday's court proceedings. Meanwhile, Kenosha uh, Police Lieutenant uh, Joseph Noselik confirmed the department was aware of the video, claiming jurors were being recorded. He added, our commitment is to support the Kenosha County Sheriff with the trial process, and I'm, going, not, and I'm not going to speculate on anything to do with that video. Noselik. You know, these, all these uh, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin names, you know, Rittenhouse, Schroeder, wasn't... Uh, Charles Schultz from like St. Paul, Minnesota. I think he was from like up, yeah, up in that area. Yeah, he was up in the north, northern Midwest. <laughs> Schroeder. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, people may want to threaten the jury, especially in this case, because it's uh, and that's why I think it's important. That's why I kind of like this judge, you know. And it and it seems like he has his bailiffs and other other police officers. You know, keep a track of that. So he must have come down and said to the police, "Is like we, we cannot allow people to get photos or videos of these jurors." Isn't that wonderful? That's a that's an ad. That's a pop. That's a pop up right there. I keep forgetting to uh, mute. <laughs> you tricky, you tricky FoxNews.com. Anyway. Let's go on to this next story. Time sarcastically cheered for top-notch messaging after blaming consumers for supply chain crisis. <laughs> Time magazine irked readers Tuesday after the outlet appeared to blame American consumers for the county's current supply chain crisis that has resulted in depleted store shelves. Quote, how American shoppers broke the supply chain. Time tweeted with a link to its report. <laughs> The outlet in part blamed the coronavirus pandemic for the back backlog, 
but added the supply chain was also broken because of the sheer volumes of stuff that, that Americans are buying, especially online. Time made its uh, target even clearer in a section titled, Our Buying Habits Are Hurting the U.S. Economy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, quote, usually consumer spending is good for the economy, but the bottlenecks created by America's huge appetite are becoming a problem for economic growth, the magazine wrote. The piece also quoted someone who described Americans as singularly impatient customers. Uh, that's fair enough. I, I could agree with that. <laughs> quote, Americans have become sing singularly impatient customers, unlike their peers in much of the rest of the world, said Jack O'Connell, international trade advisor at Beacon Economics with a Time article. We have much more inventory in this country than we would need if Jeff Bezos hadn't convinced us we could have, have, our, we could have our stuff delivered tomorrow. Twitter users rejected the lecture and refused to accept responsibility for the increasingly empty shelves. Some sarcastically called Times report uh, top-notch top-notch uh, top top-notch messaging and accused the media at large of changing the narrative on the growing economic crisis. <laughs> Time uh, take Times take followed Times take followed a similar report. Jeez Louise. From the Atlantic that appeared to blame U.S. shoppers for the ongoing supply chain shortages. Quote, supply, supply chain problems could be solved more quickly if affluent Americans would stop buying up things they don't need and often don't really want. A liberal magazine, the liberal magazine wrote last month. The Biden administration also seemed to be uh, seemed to spend some time lecturing Americans. Uh, in a press conference last weekend, President Biden uh, was accused of insulting America's in Americans' intelligence while answering questions about the crisis. Quote, if we were all going out and having lunch together and I said, let's ask whoever is the next, whoever is in the next table, no matter what restaurant we're in, have them explain the supply chain to us. Do you think they'd understand what they're talking about? He's just thinking about going to a restaurant. He wants waffles or something. Jeez Louise. Quote, they're smart people, he said of Americans, while noting the supply chain is part of a complicated world. Well, what changed, man? Anyway, uh, Republicans have placed the blame back on Biden's shoulders. In an internal memo, the Republican Study Committee members obtained by Fox News last month, Representative Jim Banks from Indiana, blamed continued funding for unemployment in Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. The closing of the Keystone XL uh, pipeline and suspending dry, uh, drilling licenses. And the rapid rate of inflation is a big one of the biggest factors that has led to the current shortage. And that's the answer, my friends. That is correct. What changed? The only thing that changed was the Biden administration. <clears throat> that Keystone XL pipeline would have made us all in, you know, independent of these foreign countries exporting oil. You need to play civilization three more. <laughs> Understand how it's all is like geopolitical strategy in order to survive and win. Oh my God. Supply cringe. You know, you know, all these countries like China and India, you know, they've been dying to send us cheap shit. Cheap shit. They want to sell us as much cheap shit as possible. All right. Making fortunes off of us. They don't slow down because we're buying too much. Are they, are they calling us up saying, you know, we cannot fill your order. 
you're buying way too much. And it's like, I don't know about you, but I'm broke. Patreon.com slash Radio. All right, two more stories. I like to get end up on a happier note, so let's uh, let's take a couple steps up to a happier note. Lawsuit filed on behalf of Navy SEALs facing intimidation for seeking religious COVID-19 vaccine exceptions. This is exclusive of Fox News. A federal lawsuit is being filed on behalf of dozens of U.S. Navy SEALs seeking religious exemptions from the Department of Defense's vaccine mandate, claiming the military is infringing upon service matters service members' First Amendment freedoms and intimidating them into getting vaccinated against COVID-19. First Liberty Liberty Institute is filing a lawsuit Tuesday representing approximately 35 active duty SEALs and three reservists claiming the military is violating their constitutional rights uh, according to the filing, exclusively obtained by Fox News. The SEALs represented are all members of various denominations within the Christian faith and are objecting to the vaccine mandate based on based on their, uh, their sincerely held religious beliefs. That's a quote. Fox News previously reported that some of the SEALs seeking religious exemptions to the mandate, the pro- for that for some seeking religious exemptions, uh, the process is nearly impossible to successfully complete to get a waiver. In addition, a series of new directives by the Navy are promising severe punishment, uh, including court-martial, where the criminal pros- prosecution uh, revocation of special operator status, drastic pay cuts and ban on travel for SEALs who do not comply with the mandate by the end of November. <laughs> the source previously revealed to Fox News that a Navy officer told a SEAL planning told a SEAL planning to he planning to seek a religious exemption and that we he would have to give up his special warfare pen, also known as a trident. If a SEAL loses the privilege of wearing a trident, he or she is removed from the SEAL community and completely completely and sent back to be a regular sailor, despite in some cases years of hard uh, earned special operator status. The lawsuits cite other examples of SEALs who have been threatened with that same punishment. Michael Berry, First Liberty Institute General Counsel and and Lieutenant Colonel U.S. Marine Corps Reserve uh, told Fox News that the vaccine mandate is harmful to the nation's national security. Quote, after all the sacrifices those elite warriors made to defend our freedoms, the Navy is now threatening their careers, families, and finances. It's appalling, and it has to stop before any more harm is done to our national security. Anyway, it goes on about these SEALs. Um, you know, some regular sailors, too, I'm sure. And so it's... it's I'm shocked that <laughs> there's anybody left who hasn't have it, hasn't had it in the Navy. I've said before, it's like, I would think that the the military is like, you get it or you're out, you know? Because uh, you need to be vaccinated. <laughs> you know? Just serving the military. There's just too many damn people on those ships. But I support them. I support them. Uh, I know, like, people like Ben Shapiro are, like, real pro-vaccine, but I'm not. I'm not pro-vaccine. I didn't get it. And I think that you should have the right to choose not to get it if you if you don't want to. You know, this is not like this is not like smallpox, you know? This isn't like measles. Okay? It's the evolved flu. The flu always evolves. This one just happened to evolve in a lab. Flu is always evolving. It's always everything that's living is constantly evolving. Anyway, one last story before we end up, end up the show. Nashville pastor speaks out after taking down a gunman. Quote, God gave me the strength. 
Amen. Nashville pastor Ezekiel <laughs> De Kumana, Nidukumana, forgive me, tackled a man who was waving a gun during his service at Light Mission Pentecostal Church Sunday. Love them Pentecostal churches. Don't keep using the last name. Ezekiel, who was being hailed as a hero for his actions, believing he was facing, believed he was facing death. On Fox and Friends First, Ezekiel explained through the translator what went through his mind uh, when he saw the man pull out a gun. I saw, I saw that we were already dead, he said. Wow. In my mind, I was thinking that there was nothing else to do except there was only leave, there was either leave or die. His translator, I'm not even going to try that, Noah, <laughs> I have a nickname for him, attends Light Mission Pentecostal Church and witnessed the event. Noah said he thanks God for his bravery on that Sunday morning, Ezekiel's bravery that Sunday morning. That was honestly, honestly was incredible because it, that was something that I would never expecting. He told Fox News, Kale Shemkus. I was shocked myself, and then seeing my pastor going behind him, it was just brave. He uh, credits God for giving him the ability to take down the armed man and protect his congregation. Quote, God gave me the strength to do, be, uh, to do that because if somebody's already pointing a gun at you like that, there's probably nothing else to do. <laughs> Clear-thinking clear individual. Barely understands English. Not at all, I guess. Anyway. The suspect, 26-year-old Desiree Baganda, was charged with 15 counts of felony aggravated assault and 42 new warrants have been issued against him following the incident. Uh, Ezekiel tackled Baganda from behind and was able to hold him down until law enforcement officers arrived and took him into custody. Noah said he had seen Baganda around prior but doesn't know him personally. I've seen him a couple of times because we'll go play soccer sometimes. Uh, but we don't know, but we don't know and we don't understand why he would do such a thing. Sure. Sure. So that's my happy story is like, you know, things like that happen. There are heroes, real life heroes on walking this earth. You know, sometimes we're angels, sometimes we're devils. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we're angels, sometimes we're devils. And you know, when you get any glory, you should always give the glory to God. And that's why I respect this. This guy, he's like, you don't have to speak English to understand Christianity. They probably have a version of the Bible in your language. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so that's going to be the end of the show. I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shock monkey radio, become a patron. I would appreciate it very much. If you, go, if you, uh, if you could, if you have cash app, you can just cash tag shock monkey radio, send me money that way. I would appreciate that as well. You can always email me at madman at fxbgpr.com and maybe I'll feature you in the mailbag one of these weeks. Yeah. And it's like, be sure to like, and share and subscribe on my YouTube channel. Search shock monkey radio on YouTube, share it with your friends, tell other people about it. Yeah. So this has been shock monkey radio. I'm the madman and I love you.